each. All right, let's go. The perfect drink. The perfect drink. The perfect drink. The perfect drink. The perfect drink is a podcast that combines amazing cocktails with the kind of infinite wisdom that can only come from a lifetime of poor decisions. So take a journey with everybody's favorite bartender. We can make some drinks, have some laughs, and who knows, you might even learn a thing or two. See you soon. Well, hey, everybody. It is old HRK here, everybody's favorite bartender, and it is time for another episode of The Perfect Drink. A couple of things before we get going. First of all, let me apologize for the upsy-downsy that I pulled on uh, last week's episode uh, titled End of the Road. I have put that episode up and taken it down 132 times, uh, which is the result of how much it has enraged um, the the one who must not be named over and over and over again. There is a there. That episode is about a about a, a. I tell a story in the episode about an event that happened with a girl I know, and she did not like it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: I think it was super fucking funny. And as episodes about her go, I've certainly done ones where I've been a little, you know, meaner than that one. I didn't say anything bad about anyone. Well, I said some bad things about her fucking the, the morons she spends her time with, but. I didn't really say anything bad about her, but she, you know, she didn't like it. Also, she insists she never listened to it, which makes even more sense, less sense, whatever, that she wants me to take it down. Um, I think that she did listen to it, and it was fucking hilarious, and that's why she wanted me to take it down. But that said, uh, I put it up, and I took it down roughly 16 times. Pretty much um, every time every time she pissed me off in the last, like, 10 days, I put it back up. <laughs> And then I would go through the look. A, a, a woman's scorn has, a, you know, has a has like steps. There's stages to a woman's scorn, right? It's like, um, you know, it's like guilt trip, sarcasm, reverse psychology, you know, name calling, threats, physical violence. <laughs> so, so basically, went through a lot of those stages each time I put it up, and I always tried to take it down before we got to physical violence. <laughs> But just bide your time. I'm sure she'll piss me off again sometime between now and the end of time, and I'll put it back up. So if you didn't get to hear it, be patient. Keep your eye, keep your keep your ear to the ground, as uh, as as the as the as our Native Americans, Happy Thanksgiving, as our Native Americans uh, would say. Keep your ear to the ground, and uh, you know I'm sure you'll catch it because I'm sure she'll piss me off again. I'm sure I'll put it back up. Ah, <laughs> oh, she doesn't think that shit's funny at all. In other news, old HRK got on Bumble. Uh, the other day, what a fucking <laughs> served as a cold, hard reminder of why I just don't even fucking do dating apps. It helped me kill about it killed about uh, about an hour, maybe an hour of like um, boredom, you know, mild depression. Depression's a word people throw around a lot. But pretty, pretty laissez faire today. I wasn't really depressed, but, you know, you're feeling a little bored and like, meh. so I got on Bumble, did some swiping. Um, it's funny because we <laughs> I'm banned from Bumble. I, if you if you've been if you've listened to all the episodes, you've heard the story about how I got banned from Bumble. I'm not going to retell it, but I'm banned from Bumble. It must be because I got a new phone with a new phone number, a new iCloud, all that shit. Um, but I slipped through the fucking Bumble security cracks. Fuck you, Bumble. <laughs> if if Bumble was uh, if Bumble was our southern border, I would be three hundred thousand fucking starving oblivions just fucking walking across like eat shit. I'm here. <laughs> 
But like I said, it was totally fucking no waste. I mean, what, it was fun. You know, you, I, I feel like Bumble's just fun. Like you get a match and you're like, someone finds me attractive. I feel better about myself. I don't need this app anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bumble, the thing about Bumble is that like if you live within 20 miles of Chicago, you, you get all 90% of the people that you that, that it shows you is Chicago people. I'm not dating anyone that lives in the city ever. You know what I mean? Like, because they're not going to come to fucking Miller Beach, Indiana, and uh, I'm certainly not going to go to the Chicago every time I want to fucking spend time with a girl that I care about. So you know, Bumble's uh that's one flaw. <laughs> There's it's the problem is those are all the hottest girls. Like you can tell a Chicago girl in one second, like one, from one picture when you're on Chicago, because the clarity of the pictures. I don't know what it is. If those girls just got better phones. Or if it like they know how to, t- I don't know, but like if the picture clarity, if it looks like it's from a photo shoot, that bitch lives in Chicago. And then the other group of people that are also attractive, so it's a bummer because I won't date them either, um, or they should say they won't date me, is uh, like Naperville moms. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you can always tell a Naperville mom because she's like, she's she looks great for her age. You know, like the type of looks that only like a Naperville ex-husband can give you the money to to have. You know what I mean? And so they're always, it's always just like some super hot 44-year-old broad with like a rocking body and like looks like she's about 33 uh, every time, Naperville. And then I scroll to the bottom and I see where she's from and it's Naperville. And I swipe left because Naperville, Naperville moms are not dating a fucking bartender unless maybe they're newly divorced and really trying to piss off their ex. But you know, for the most part, that's a no-go. Moral of the story is, folks, Bumble is a complete and utter waste of fucking time. Um, but like I said, I you know, you, you get six matches and you're like, hey, look at that. Six people find me attractive. Um, so anyways, with that, uh, that's that brings us to here we, where we are today, which is Thanksgiving. Happy fucking Thanksgiving, folks. Uh, I think it's the day before. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Black It's Black Wednesday. It's Black Wednesday, the most racist of all fucking days. Uh, so happy Black Wednesday. I'm bartending tonight. If you're not doing shit, I'll put this out before then. So come see me at Mugshots. It'll be fun. And, um, you know, let's, uh, fuck, let's get into ripping shots. Ripping shots. Ripping shots. All of my friends are ripping shots. All right, Willard, love you, but let's fucking wrap that up. But um, for ripping shots today, uh, it's a it's a Thanksgiving inspired ripping shots. Um, I you generally speaking spend Thanksgiving alone because uh, my kids do that with their like his, they've just we've when we were married we always uh, did it with her family. You know what I mean, and and that and that carries through to today. Um, and then my family all is far away, so if I was going to spend Thanksgiving. Goodness, just burped. If I was going to spend Thanksgiving with somebody, it would be in order, my my kids, you know, and then it would be like my parents and my like my brother and sister and their families. Um, my kids, like I said, do 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 stuff with their mom, and uh, everybody else lives far away. So I'm all alone on Thanksgiving. People, when I tell people that, they always like feel bad, and they're always like. Um, why don't you come spend it with us? Like, you can come to my family's thing. You can come to my friend's thing. And let me just tell you, I would just rather fucking be alone. Uh, and also, you don't want me there, I promise. But I usually go to Rowdy's in uh, Yorkville. It's a good, great little dive bar. They deep fry fucking turkey legs. It's a fun time. Watch football, drink all day, and go home and go to sleep. 
But now that I live in Indiana, that's pretty goddamn far. So I think I'm going to try to find a spot around here, that I, a water, local watering hole, that I can go drown my sorrows in. But um, either fucking way, like I said, uh, it's a Thanksgiving-inspired ripping shots. And with that, we are going to do shots of, we're going to do peanut butter and jelly shots because that's probably what I'll be fucking eating for Thanksgiving. Peanut butter and jelly shot is equal parts chambord, chambord, chambord. And fucking uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey. It tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's super delicious. First one down the hatch. And with uh, with this being ripping shots and yada yada, I'm going to use this time to talk about the qualities of every girl I've ever dated that I'm most thankful for. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Let's fucking uh, let's get into it. I'm take a swig of my Michelob Ultra here to wash that shot down. Drinking Michelob Ultras today to stay lean and mean, folks. All right. First quality is, where the fuck is it? Oh, yeah. It's that, um, the first quality that I'm most thankful for in every girl that I've ever dated is uh, their general knowledge of psychology. Uh, every girl I've ever dated pretty much has an honorary psychology degree, Um probably just from all of the men that they've dated in their lives, having so many psychological disorders that they do not hesitate to diagnose those guys with. Um, I myself am a recovering narcissist as <laughs> look, I talk about this all the time, so I don't need to carry on, but I will say that if all you bitches out there think that you're experts in psychology because of the guys you've dated, then I guess I am a fucking special ed teacher from all, all you fucking dipshits. So, you know, uh, to each their own and happy Thanksgiving. Next quality, uh, accountability. Accountability. I'm so thankful for how accountable every, uh, every girl I've ever dated. Speaking of fucking special ed teachers, women have an accountability disability, right? There, there's something. With, <laughs> women have a real hard time with accountability. I think it stems from childhood. Uh, because they're, you know, probably cute little girls whose dads just, you know, make excuses for them all the time and tell never tell them that they're wrong. And, uh, you know, and here they are, um, that, or they hate their fathers and use that to, I, I don't fucking know. I don't listen. They, they're the ones with the psychology degrees, not me. So don't let me go down that road. But, uh, we all know that women and accountability go together. Like, well, like fucking peanut butter and jelly. Um, also that was sarcasm. Um, oh, and what inspired that accountability thing? It's so fucking funny. I was on Facebook and I saw this. There's this girl on Facebook who's, she's like, uh, she's like a girl version of me. So like, she's not as big and strong. Uh, she's not as funny because she's a girl. She probably can't do just about anything as good as I do, except make babies. But she can't do that without my help or someone else's. So she's your standard girl. And fucking, uh, I'm really hating on women today. I better fucking slow my, slow my roll down. But my point is this girl made a post and it said, it said essentially like, I know that I haven't been the problem in my relationships because every man I've ever been with wants me back. <laughs> so maybe that's the accountability issue with women because I've talked to before on the podcast about like when men are fast to break up and then a little time passes and they always want the person back. You know what I mean? Every time I've broken up with a girl, I've like, or a girl's broken up with me, whatever, after like a certain span of time, I've always done a thing where I, 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 I want them back. I try to get them back. I think it's just a psychological thing with men. Again, I don't have a psychology degree. The women do. But um, 
the point is maybe that's why they're so maybe that's why they have such a hard time being accountable for what fucks they can be sometimes um but yeah whatever she said that and i it made me think that man you like you're right i'm sure you're fucking perfect you know what i mean come on let's get real uh and then the third and final quality that is my favorite quality of every ex i've ever had depending on there's a couple couple different names for it um depending on how dumb they are the real dumb ones i'm sorry the the dumber ones call it esp the dumbest ones of all call it espn and then the ones that aren't quite as dumb they're just only your standard amount of dumb they call it uh, a woman's intuition uh in all the world no lie is <laughs> like someone's lying to you bitches you there's no such thing as a woman's intuition there's not it's not real uh you just (laughs) the dumbest girls alive think they're psychic and i guarantee that some girl listening to this right now thinks that she's psychic let me tell you you're not fucking psychic there's no such thing as psychics psychics are it's just i've met more girls in my life that are like i'm psychic i swear and they aren't saying it in a hyperbolic uh frame of mind they're being serious they really think they're psychic and then the other ones just don't trust anybody. So they, uh, <laughs> they use their intuition, which is lack of trust, essentially, to fucking, uh, you know, go through a guy's phone or something and find something they don't like. Well, let me tell you something. If you go through anyone's phone that you're dating, you're going to find something you don't like. Anyone, any man, any woman, any, any kind of couple, same sex couples, fucking blah, blah, yada, yada. Everybody's doing something that the other person wouldn't like. Everyone fucking keeps secrets. And uh, so a woman's intuition is not is not a thing. And, and here's the real problem with this ESPN woman's intuition ESP deal is that what happens is most of the time, even if a woman's right about what she thinks she knows, what she's wrong about is the intention of the thing that she's right about. You know what I mean? Like women misinterpret um, their, their significant other's intention I should say they assume the person's intention. They assume that they know what the other person is trying to do. And a lot of times the person isn't trying to do what you think. You just say, well, well, I know what you meant when you said that or when you what you were trying to do when you did that. And you're wrong. And it's a fucking relationship killer, man. You can't interpret. I'm sorry. You can't assume the other person's intention. You just can't do it. Fucking, um, I don't know. If. Tell you what, if fucking, uh, if, uh, what's that saying about invention? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, fucking ESP is the fucking abusive stepfather of intention. And that's all there is to it. So next time you're mad at your man, why don't you ask him what his intention was? And maybe, I don't know, this is going to be a stretch, but give him the benefit of the fucking doubt, you know? I don't fucking know. But I think that's it uh, with ripping shots. Let's rip this second shot, you know, down the hatch. And I guess we'll make this cocktail now. Today's cocktail is called the wake-up call. And it fits today's show because, well, first of all, because, uh, well, for, so look, I originally was going to do this show with, uh, with Dario and Jenna. Jenna, um, Jenna, Jenna's been on a couple times. She does a show. She does a radio show slash podcast called Real Talk with Jenna. It's a relationship show. 
Dario produces the show. Dario Durham, he's a Chicago comedian. He's my mentor as, um, he would be my mentor, like, in terms of comedy. And, I mean, I, don't know, I, I, ask, I lean on the guy for advice all the time, but he's a stud. And also, he's, like, got one of the best relationships I've ever fucking, uh, you know, I've ever seen. So, I was going to, like, go to those two and talk about, like, the, my, my point of them coming on the show was going to be, I was going to ask them for, like, what you think that the best, what qualities build a successful relationship because I, you know, obviously don't know shit about that. <laughs> Based on track record, that is not my area of expertise. Um, so that was the concept of the show. And then they couldn't do it because they record their, they record their shows on Tuesdays. I was going to go meet with them while they do theirs and then do mine. And they couldn't do theirs, so whatever. Um, life happens. So the point of all this is that today's show... I am so. What I did was I Googled what qualities make the best relationships because everybody knows if you want to answer any question in the world, just fucking Google it. And uh, and with that, we're making a drink called the Wake Up Call. A Wake Up Call is a real simple drink. You're gonna take a fucking a fucking ounce ounce and a half of Jameson cold brew, and then you're gonna top, pour it in a, in a rock glass filled with ice, and then you're gonna top it off with some PBR hard coffee. Super delicious, um, and it's a great drink. It's really tasty. And a great morning drink, you know, it tastes like coffee, essentially. Oh, yeah, tasty treat every time. So that's the wake-up call. So old HRK trying to figure out the secrets of the universe Googles. What are the characteristics of a successful relationship? To my surprise, ass, neither ass nor titties were on the list. Uh, I found that to, I mean, to, as far as I'm concerned, that immediately fucking discredits the list. But... I'll, uh, I can tell you, obviously, I don't really think ass and titties are, um, you know, what make a successful relationship. But I can tell you that, like, in relationships, what I look for in a successful relationship is, number one, physical attraction slash, slash physical chemistry. You know, those are the, the, that's number one. That's top of the fucking list for me. And then two is... Uh, is how much fun you have together when you're not banging. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, the banging needs to be fun. But then the other thing is, like, how much you enjoy the person's company. You know, do, do, you, do you enjoy the same shit? Do you laugh a lot? That sort of thing. I can tell you that when applying that uh, formula to, <laughs> to my relationships, I have essentially failed miserably. <laughs> So maybe I should maybe I should look at maybe I should look at this list <laughs> a little more closely. But let's run through the list of well, let's see what Google has to say. Google's number one was mutual respect. Uh, and it talked about like boundaries, respecting each other's boundaries. I assume that they're referring mostly to butt stuff. Um, you know, you, you need to be on the same page as butt stuff goes. As butt stuff goes for me, I live like Jesus, do unto others as you would have them do to you. Um, you know, so that's, that's how I interpret that one. Um, you know, which whatever, uh, the next one, number two was trust. And oddly enough, the first sentence was like, given the person the benefit of the doubt, I just fucking talked about benefit of the doubt. I've never fucking dated a girl that trusts me ever. Uh, I think it's because, and it's weird. Like, why would you like me? If you don't like, why would you want to date me? If you don't trust me, but no girl ever trusts me. They don't, they get mad when I go out with my friends, they get mad when I'm out fucking, um, Maybe it's because I'm a bartender and sort of a comedian. Maybe, you know, I don't fucking know. But also, uh, I generally don't trust them. <laughs> the, the one who must not be named would say that 
accusations are admissions, I think is what she always said, you know? So if I don't trust you, it's because I'm doing something wrong. Obviously, that was a one-way street. It didn't work the other way. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not the most trusting guy in the world. Um, you know, I just, I have, if a group of girls goes out, they're going to get hit on by 22 guys. Every girl alive has 300 guys in her DMs. Now, I don't think that... Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I just think I just think we live in a world today where it's so like look, dude, my mom and dad, my dad knew like two women. It was my mom's, you know, cousin and the neighbor. You know what I'm saying? My same thing my mom, you know, what like they they didn't they didn't live in this world where there's just 10,000 people, members of the opposite sex that have instant access to you as a human being. So that's why I think that those marriages back in the day lasted and nothing lasts today because it's so easy to fucking just be distracted by some other person and be like, oh, okay, yeah. And that's why I fucking don't trust anyone. And, uh, you know, I don't fucking know. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> trust is important, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think that's a tough one to have today. Um, honesty was number three. And it said, uh, it said honesty builds trust on Google. Like at the, I think trust builds honesty. I don't think honesty builds trust. Think about it like this. I think when you start dating someone, you, you always lie a little bit, right? Like everyone, I'll tell you what, every time, everyone, you, everyone you've ever entered a new relationship with, you've always been talking to other people at the same time that you're talking to that person, right? Every single person is talking to three people. And the one you like the best is the one that you're hoping will like you the best and maybe you can fucking do a thing. But you're always talking to other people also. So right out of the gate, you act like you're, that's the only person you're talking to. So you're, you're lying the minute that you fucking meet, right? So I think that trust builds honesty and that because everyone fucking lies, you know, you, everyone lies. So you lie about how many fucking people you banged. You lie about whether or not you're talking to other people, you lie about where you're at if you think the other person might not like it. So my point is when you, I think as trust and honesty go, trust comes first. So I think if you're a person and you want, think about it like a parent, you know what I mean? I want my daughter to be honest with me. So what I do is two things. Number one, I trust her. And number two is I don't judge her when she does things that I'm not crazy about. I mean, I judge a little bit, but I, I don't, you know, if she tells me, you know, if she tells me she's at a party with boys, but you know, I don't fucking lose my goddamn mind. I say, well, I'm real. I try to, be, I try to approach it realistically. Like I understand if I was as good, if I was as good of a boyfriend as I was a dad, Jesus Christ, I, I'll tell you what, I'd really be something. But that's why I think, I think you have to trust first and then you get honesty. Um, you know, I don't know. That's pretty profound. Goddamn. I'm just trying to just, all I was trying to do was an episode where I made fun of relationships and in particular women, and now it turns out I'm really, I'm really, I'm really spitting out some, some, some hard truths. It's amazing, but yeah, trust first, and then if you want someone to be honest with you, trust them, you know. And they might not even be honest with you at first when you start trusting them, but if you, if over time, you know, if you, if you're cool with everything that they tell you, then they will tell you, and that's uh, that's how that works, in my opinion. The next one was man, I spent a lot of time on that one. The next one was compromise. There's only one more after this. So we're getting, you know, we're, we're getting there. Be patient. The next one is compromise. Um, <laughs> sure, compromise is great. I think that most couples compromise in a tit for tat kind of a way. You know, I don't, I don't think people, uh, <laughs> I think, I think compromise is really just like one upping. <laughs> like you did this. Okay. I'm doing this. You know what I mean? 
Um, like it's like a, you know, I whatever. But I think as as men slash women go, um, I don't know. I was gonna say I was gonna say men compromise more than women, but I think like in successful relationships, men compromise. I think successful relationships are all about the man just giving in. Uh, <laughs> I've said it before. I said it on like one of my first episodes ever. I talked about Chip and Joanna Gaines, but um, I think they compromise like uh, <laughs> you know. If one person does something, then the other person uses that as a, well, I get to do this then. You know what I mean? Uh, everyone's keeping score. I don't know if, if there's ever been a real, com- like, what's a real, I guess a real compromise would be like, you come to my mom's, you come to, you go to your, you go to your mother-in-law's for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And then that person, you know, I don't know, has to, you know, come to bowling with you or something, you know, that, that's, I guess that's a compromise, but none of those are fucking big things. Those are fucking two hour things that you got to do that you don't want to do. No big deal. Uh, I think major compromises are really just fucking scorekeeping and tit for tat. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. And then the last one was uh, communication. Oddly enough, I think if you do all those other things, you, you probably have a good line of communication. But one thing that was struck me said, uh, it said, speaks honestly, speak honestly and openly. Like, yeah, right. You know, like I said, if the other person, if the other person trusts you, you can tell the truth. And if they, you know what I mean? But if they don't trust you, you can't tell them the truth because you'll be fucking judged and they'll make assumptions and it'll be a train wreck. But then it said, give the person time to sort out their feelings. Like if the person isn't ready to talk about something, give them some time to talk, to, to want to talk about it. <laughs> Which reminds me, When I was talking about all my exes, <laughs> listen, here, there's certain things women can't do, right? They can't beat you up, you know? I mean, they can punch you if they want, but it doesn't really fucking hurt that bad. Um, you know, they, 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 can't, they, can't enf- they can't enforce their physical will on you, right? But one thing they can do <laughs> is sleep deprivation torture. Every girl I've ever dated has used sleep deprivation torture when she's mad at me. Like, I'm not going to let this motherfucker sleep. I will fucking dump water on him. I will talk shit to him while he's trying to sleep. I will follow him around the house. I will fucking go to hit the hotel that he goes to to get the fuck away from me. Like, this man is not sleeping. I don't give a fuck. And uh, the point of that was <laughs> the communication that talked about giving him time. You know, a lot of times, and, and, and this is like, you know, they say never go to mad, never go to bed angry. I think going to bed angry is the best fucking thing you can do. Because in the morning, you probably won't fucking be angry about it anymore. You know what I mean? Every time I've gone to bed angry, I've woke up like, well, sorry, this is probably my fault. I don't really care anymore. Let's have some breakfast. You know, uh, I wake up every day with like a pretty good attitude. Um, maybe... That's not fair to the other person because maybe like in the morning they still want to talk about it. But I feel like you could talk about it in the morning because you're both level-headed. No one's tired and frustrated and whatever. Um, so, yeah, you know, let, uh, let, let sleeping dogs lie is, is, is my advice. And let lying dogs sleep because they're probably fucking not lying. You're probably just a fucking moron who's assuming some shit that isn't true. Uh, with that, let's, uh, let's make this last call. All right, folks, to sum things up. Number one, do not invite me to your fucking Thanksgiving. Number one, happy Thanksgiving, but do not invite me to your Thanksgiving parties. You don't want me there. 
Number two, uh, big, big, big shout out to all my exes and all of your wonderful qualities as human beings. You're the best. All of you. Th- fucking 15-way tie for all the best girls in the world. Every girl I've ever dated. And number three, uh, you know, you can... You can try to base your relationship on things like mutual respect, trust, and honesty, but at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to butt stuff. So uh, with that, this is HRK signing off, saying uh, happy Thanksgiving, and, uh, you know, <laughs> tell, 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 your, tell your grandma I said hi. Thanks for listening to The Perfect Drink. Remember, you can always hear me first on Be Positive Radio every Monday at 1 p.m. If you miss me there, all episodes are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might listen to your podcasts. Be sure to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or you just want to tell me how much you like me, feel free.